0: Episode 171, The Three Powerful Forces of Positivity.
1: And so I finally parked the car. I know exactly where I parked it. I can see the stores around it. I can see the people walking up and down the streets. And I just started thinking for a minute, you know, why am I in this situation? Why am I doing this to me? And just for a few moments, I kind of sat back and I thought, What would it look like if we were not perpetually short of cash?
0: You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, alongside Jason Jennings. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be back with you. I always love this. Hey, I want to remind the listeners that if you would like to connect with Jason via social media, he is on Facebook. You can find him at jason com slash Facebook. Great way to interact right there online. See where he's at, where he's heading. I always love seeing, uh, you've got it figured out so that you show your, usually when you're in an airport, yes, you're, you give us an update on where you're going, who you're talking to sometimes. And, uh, it's always fun to watch your travels. So, well, there's a lot of it coming up. Awesome. All right. Well, Facebook is the place to do it. Once again, jason-jennings.com/slash Facebook. You know, one of the things that uh, I have appreciated over about getting to know you in the last several years has been your level of positivity. And we're going to break it down today for the podcast. So, you actually say that positivity saved your life. Tell us the story. Uh, you want to hear it?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Especially if it All saved right. a life. Uh, well, you know what I have, uh, I've never told this story before. And, uh, and this is one from the, uh, memory books, but as you recall, from having learned a little bit about me, uh, I began my career in radio and television on the air. And then, um, through a whole series of events, I became the youngest owner of a radio station in the country. And then in very short order, not, not entirely of my own doing, Uh, founded a company called Jennings McLaughlin and Company, a consulting firm. And that was at the urging of a number of radio broadcasters who said, look, you're you're doing it at your radio station, uh, achieving these incredible things, but you need to teach other people how to do it. So we originally began uh, consulting and teaching radio stations, television stations, newspapers, eventually retailers, and a wide swath of clients. Uh, However, uh, because I had just purchased this radio station and it was doing well, I mean, I didn't have a lot of money to found this company. And there were two incredible men in Wyoming who uh, said to me, uh, come down to Kerm's office, uh, before you leave today. And I went downstairs and, uh, I walked in and Don Jones and Kerm Keith were there and they said, we've got something for you. And I said, what's that? And they looked at each other and they smiled and nodded and they gave me a check for $20,000. And I said, what's this for? And they said, we really want you to found a consulting company. And, uh, I said, well, how, how would I pay you guys back? And they said, uh, you never have to pay us back. Uh, just pay the favor forward uh, as you go through life. And uh, I said, would you guys agree to be on the boards of directors? And they said, yes. And so that's how the consulting company got formed. Well, the consulting company, I, I was very young. I was like 22, 22 and a half. And what do you know when you're 22 and a half? Uh, and the consulting company absolutely took off like a rocket ship. And uh, went from one office to three floors of a building at 222 Columbus in San Francisco. There were people running all over the place. And as you can imagine, we, I I mean, we were just perpetually short of cash. You can't found a company that grows that quickly uh, and has that many people without always being short of cash. And uh, I remember And this is like it was yesterday. Payday was every Friday. And I would start to worry on Monday. I mean, is there going to be enough money for payroll? I mean, is it going to happen? And the day I'm going to tell you about, uh, I remember like we were yesterday as I tell this story. Uh, It was a Tuesday. uh, Payroll was coming up on a Friday. And it was like skinny pickings that week. The uh, Monday was the big deposit day, but a few things had not arrived. And I thought, how in the world, I mean, are we going to make the payroll on Friday? I mean, what what, what are we going to do? And I, I used to go through this almost every week. And so on the, to the outside world, I mean, we were just rocking and rolling. And me inside, I was just eating myself up because there was just never enough money. I mean, I would, I would go months without even taking a paycheck out of the company. like, And that's the, every founder story, I'm sure. And so, I remember my car at that time was a, a gray Peugeot, uh, a secondhand gray Peugeot. And when you turn the key, uh, you had to wait for a couple minutes for the hydraulic lift to lift the bonnet the or the hood of the car up a little bit. It was like a moonmobile or something. And so I, I was so nervous and so concerned about what was going to happen that week that I said, I'm, I'm going to leave for an hour. And I went out and got in my car and I'm driving aimlessly around the blocks in San Francisco thinking, how in the world am I going to pull this one out of the bag? And so I finally parked the car. I know exactly where I parked it. I can see the stores around it. I can see the people walking up and down the streets. And I just started thinking for a minute, you know, why am I in this situation? Why am I doing this to me? And just for a few moments, I kind of sat back and I thought, what would it look like if we were not perpetually short of cash? And I let myself go with that image. And I actually saw a company running without a, uh, without a chronic shortage of cash. And I remember leaning back in the seat and smiling and thinking, how wonderful that would be. And of course, uh, you, you can't be delusional, because that's not going to happen unless you do something about it. And so once I allowed myself to enjoy this image uh, of having uh, a company like that, I started asking myself the question, uh, what are the things I, I need to do to get there? and I started checking off some possibilities in my mind. Uh, Like, number one, not hiring any more people until we had six months of operating cash in the bank. It seemed like we were hiring people all the time. But what would, uh, you know, it would go a long way if we didn't hire anybody until we had six months of operating cash in the bank. Now, how can we get to that place? And I thought, you know what? Uh, Our clients love us. Why can't I go to our major clients and say, look, we're young. We're chronically cash short because we're young and, uh, we have never borrowed any money. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Do you love the work we're doing for you? And the answer was inevitably a yes. And I said, here's what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you, uh, beginning now to pay our bills upon receipt and, and do that for us for a year. And, uh, and in a year, then we'll go to 30 day terms And those were the two big things that I did that turned that situation around. And so when I say it, it literally, it certainly prevented me from getting ulcers. I was in a state of perpetual panic and it was by being able to imagine not having the problem to see what it would be like to not have the problem. And then asking the question of myself, what are the steps I need to take to get to that place. And uh, so when I say it it saved my life, I I, I think it probably did, which actually leads me to my first point, that positive perception is everything. Have you ever noticed, Dale, when you're having a bad day, it all goes downhill. And when you're having a great day, it all goes uphill. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Very much so. It's uh, it's like a flywheel. It gets momentum.
1: Yeah, like a flywheel that gets momentum. Yeah, when you're having a bad day, it all goes downhill. When you're having a great day, it all goes uphill. So let me tell you what my little attitude adjuster is. I, I think I may have mentioned this to you a couple of years ago. We've spent so much time talking. But um, every morning uh, when I'm standing in front of the mirror, uh, I just did this an hour ago. I looked in the mirror. I just put down my razor, sat down the Sonic Care toothbrush, looked in the mirror, and said, A bad attitude gets a bad result. A good attitude gets a good result. And a great attitude gets a great result. And then I look in the mirror and smile at myself and say, I will go forward with a great attitude in every single thing I do today. That has also been, I don't know if it's been a lifesaver, but it's certainly been uh, a life changer. I, uh, when I, When I occasionally encounter cranky people or negative people, I go, how awful it would be to go through life that way. I mean, um, uh, it's, it's one of the other things I talk about is that everybody comes from a position of abundance and if you don't come from uh, from a position of abundance, you're coming from a position of scarcity. Abundance means you believe there's enough for everybody to go around. Scarcity means there's not enough. So I've got to get everything, every little piece that I can right now. So if you would remind yourself that a great attitude is going to get a great result. And if you really imagine yourself coming from a position of abundance where there's enough to go around for everybody. I don't have to get every little scrap. I I don't have to be selfish and self-centered and want it all for me. I think that what that allows you to do is it allows you to be a leader with a positive perception of everything. Why would anybody want to follow anybody who doesn't put forth uh, this image of being a positive person. And so I think what you have to always do is ask the question, how am I going to take this challenging thing that's happening and how am I going to turn it into a learning experience right now? Similar to what I did with the, ca- with the perennial cash shortage at this company I had founded. I mean, first, I I had to imagine what it would be like, how joyful it would be to not have that problem. And then you have to ask yourself, how am I going to take this challenging time, turn it into a learning experience and do something positive? So that's number one. Positive perception is everything. Do you want to comment or should I go on? Well, I want to take a moment
0: and pause and highlight something you said, but I'm not sure people heard it. And it was a dramatic way in which you changed your self talk so you you said you you parked the car and you were sitting there and you the initial questions were why me right. which will definitely lead to negativity depression when you start asking yourself the why me questions but it was that transition that caught my attention when you turned why me into what can i do right and it was it's getting away of why why questions and start asking the what questions. What can I do? How can I approach this differently? That really starts to capitalize on that abundance mentality and open doors for more positivity. So I just wanted to,
1: that was, that was a key turning point. And so let me ask you a question. Um, Where did that come from for me? And where does that come from for some? Because I've met. A lot of people along my journey um, who never get there. Who are never able to ask the question there. It's woe is me. The sky is falling. Things are so bad. Things are so horrible. It's all happening to me. And, and that's where they get stuck. uh, Like the needle on an old long playing record. Why why is that? Hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to call from my perspective
0: I I see it as personal accountability. It's up to me to yes. to determine how I'm going to approach every situation. I'm not going to be acted upon, I'm going to be the actor. So yep. it's I have a choice. How am I going to respond? Am I going to, and and that's a big difference to me reaction versus response. I can react and ask why or I can respond and say what can I do? To, to take this situation because we're all in
1: control of our responses. Do you think that comes from uh, having had strong role models in our life or having had good parenting or having been instilled uh, a work ethic or having that sense of responsibility uh, instilled? I know we've never talked about it, uh, but I have had uh, five women in my life who were my role models. I mean, a grandmother who went from scrubbing floors on her hands and knees in doctor's offices to get her kids through college to going on and finishing school herself when she was in her seventies. Uh, my mother who never missed a day of work in her life. I mean, my sister and two women teachers. I mean, uh, do, do you think that's missing in some people's lives that they just don't get to that place about self accountability and self responsibility?
0: Yeah, I, I think it definitely. Um, I was going to say yes to you. You went through the, the laundry list of everything and and I would say yes to it all. I think it, um, and at this point in my life, I find that I'm constantly needing to remind myself of these things. And so it's the books I read. It's what I choose to listen to. It is surrounding myself with positivity and that mindset of I've got a responsibility to determine how I'm going to respond in every situation. So I keep feeding you know, what's the, we've talked about this. I think you're the one that talked about the, uh, the story, you know, there's a wolf and uh, what you feed is, is what you're going to get. So, um, I, I'm very conscious about working to feed the positive aspect, the abundance aspect and realizing that I've got a responsibility to respond in every situation. I don't know why. It's hard. It's, It's definitely hard. It's easy to say it, but it is hard to be intentional and do it.
1: I, uh, I don't know why this thought just popped into my mind, but uh, I, I, I love uh, something attributed to uh, Zig Ziglar. And for younger listeners, you probably don't know who he is. But Zig Ziglar was one of the great motivators of, of the last century and used to fill arenas for his uh, motivational talks. And at one point in time, one of his critics said, the problem with motivation is that it doesn't last. And he looked at him and he said, neither does showering which is why it's suggested that you do it every day. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And that's why I love, I mean, uh, to come in contact with positive people and positive stuff every single day. Well, that leads me and I'm, I'm, I'm going too long here. It leads me to number two and and—and I guess we've already kind of touched on it in a way. Number two, uh, positivity and visualization Equals success. You really need to be able to imagine it, and then take the nonstop steps to achieve it. Most people, sadly, give up. And my story there is the story of getting my first book published. I mean, uh, and I think we talked about this before. I I received probably 100 rejections before from uh, major publishers, and uh, every time I got one, I could just see the book. I could see a New York Times bestselling book. I could see me as the author of that New York Times bestselling book. And my resolve was to never give up. Just never give up. Non-stop steps to achieve it. Don't give up. Constantly visualize your success. And then number three, and, and the final point I'll make on the subject, and that is this. Accept that everything happens for you, not to you. Uh, You get to go through life uh, and spend your life as a victim. And I bet you've known some victims. I've known some victims. I encounter victims with some degree of regularity and it's a conscious choice. Uh, You either, as you said yourself, you either get to be the, the actor playing the role or you get to play the poor me victim. And so everything. So what I constantly remind people is, look, you're here now. Therefore, everything that you've done has brought you to where you are. And that's good. That's good. All the good stuff, all the bad stuff, you survived. There are a lot of people who didn't. So you're where you are right now. And then you need to ask yourself the questions when you're confronting an issue or a problem. Has anybody ever faced this before? Number two, has anyone faced this before and survived? And number three, the logical follow-up question is if someone has faced the same circumstance and they have survived, what steps did they take to survive? And so I think if, uh, uh, you know, normally we do a lot of meat and potatoes and specific strategies and tactics and things, uh, but I'm glad we spent this time today um, just reminding people that a positive perception is everything. It's it's everything you bring to the table. Uh, if you're positive and visualize The result of being positive, you will achieve success as long as you don't give up. You're constantly taking nonstop steps to achieve it. And then number three, accept that everything happens for you, not to you. And everything that happens, there is a valuable or an invaluable lesson for you to power through, to learn from, and to continue going forward.
0: And I can imagine that there are, we have listeners uh, because of the thousands who do listen. There are some people who are saying, but you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> and, um, and to that, I would say you're absolutely right. We don't know what you've been through because we know that people, there are people who have gone through some horrific things. But to that, I want to point to those. Those three questions, your final three questions at a point three, uh, has anyone faced this before? Has anyone faced this before and survived? And what step, steps did they take to survive? And I think those those three questions are so key, especially if you find yourself saying, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through because it's so so horrific. So has anybody faced it? Have they survived? And what did they do to survive are key questions to help get yourself into that that
1: level of positivity and, and abundance mindset? Those three questions are, 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 are truly lifesavers. They uh, have helped me out more times uh, than I can count. Absolutely. There is, by the way, there is, by the way, and before you wrap up, um, uh, there's a wonderful woman, Kayla, who's a, a writer for me. And, uh, she wrote the blog on positivity. Uh, it's, uh, on the website. Uh, and, uh, I looked at the blog a couple of weeks ago and I thought oh, we need to do a podcast on this. So, uh, a shout out to uh, young Kayla, uh, one of my writers. Awesome. That's fantastic. That was a, a great conversation. Thanks for bringing that to us. Any final words? Any final words? Uh, yeah, my, 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 my final words What would be the summation of everything that we talked about today. Imagine it, see it, visualize it, and never give up. Never give up. Just never give up. Thank you so much.
0: Jason Jennings is the best-selling author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Just visit the website jason-jennings.com. While you're online, if you would also pop into your podcast listening app, whatever app you listen to, and find the way to rate and review this podcast. We would definitely appreciate that. When you rate and review a podcast like this, you help bring it higher up in the search results. So the people who are looking for this type of content are find it easier. So a rate and review from you would be a big help. And with that, have a wonderful week. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential.